athletes think the same way. If they're trying not to pop up, or they're trying not to hit the rise ball, the only thing on their mind at that time is the rise ball or popping up. So it's good to think opposite. So like we were saying before, if you're popping up a lot or your daughter's popping up a lot, one of the best things that you can do is to tell her to focus on hitting a hard ground ball through the infield. Hey there, I'm Ashley Burkhart, owner of Ashley B Training, former D1 athlete, and professional athlete in the game of softball. I even spent a little bit of time coaching at the college level as well. But now I coach athletes and especially youth athletes. And I try to teach them the ways to become the very best versions of themselves. And I know that they can't do that without a support system that will do anything and everything to make sure their dreams and their goals happen for them. A lot of times I hear parents and coaches saying, hey, I'm just going to dish my athlete off to you. Hopefully you can figure out what her issue is. Here's the deal. That's not how we should coach. That's not how we should parent. And I can tell you right now, I'm not a parent, but your athlete is the most influenced by you. And I truly believe that you are one of the reasons why she plays the game. And I truly believe you are one of the reasons why she plays so hard. So if we can learn from some of the greats, I'm going to have some of the best softball players, some of the best softball players, parents, even my parents and my family are going to be on this podcast sharing our journeys with you so that when the cleats do come off, you know what to say so that she can learn from her mistakes sooner so that she can become the best version of her. And that's what we want. We want our athletes to be able to thrive. And that's why we're here. So welcome to this podcast. This is going to get real. This is going to get deep. And I'm here to challenge your thinking. That's why I coach. I'm really excited for you to be here. And I can't wait to hear who else is going to be along this journey with us. Learning from some of the best. I'm going to be learning too. So whip out your notebook and let's head to the next episode. Hey friends. Welcome back to When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley Burkhart, and we're going to talk about something today that I nonchalantly am telling my hitters every single day in the cages that I think would help you with cueing your athletes, especially if they're in some sort of a rut or can't get out of their head and you just don't know what to do or say. So these are examples from the game, mostly in like a hitter's perspective, But this can go for anything, whether it's defense, pitching, catching, um, anything. So what I'm going to challenge you to do is take these words that that I'm saying about hitting and think about how you can help your athletes on other parts of the game and maybe even in real life with how to talk to themselves effectively. So the first thing that I want to dive into is when an athlete is pulling the ball. So let's say she's rolling over and she's a righty and she's hitting everything to the third baseman or even foul. She's way ahead of it. She's pulling it. What are some things you can say to her? Well, one, a lot of times it's good to think about, you know, if the ball's going in one direction and you're sick and tired of it, all your eggs need to go in the basket of, I'm going to hit it to opposite field. So your athlete specifically thinking about driving it to opposite field will help her realize what it takes to do that. And her body will, as long as it's been trained to do this and you've been working on outside pitches or getting inside the ball in the cages, as long as it's done it at least once, it can do it again. So focusing on 
driving it to the opposite side of the field is going to help your athlete put together a swing where her hands stay tighter to her body, her extension works up the middle, even to the right side of the field for righties, left side of the field for lefties, and she's going to work to get inside the ball a little bit more. If that's not working, simply saying, hey, punch it to opposite field, get even more specific. So athletes, as athletes, we love to be very specific with what we're focusing on. So as a lefty hitter, my plan or my goal every time that I would hit would be to hit it back to the pitcher as fast as I possibly could, as hard as I possibly could. And if I couldn't make that happen, and let's say I'm pulling it, then my job would be put the ball over the shortstop's head, drive it over her head as hard as I possibly can. Because if I'm focusing on putting the ball over there, again, my hands are going to just naturally stay inside and work that way because I've trained it to do so in the cages outside of games. So that's what I've focused on in practice is focusing on, you know, can I tell myself to put it to the opposite side of the field and execute it? So these are some incredible ways to help your athlete think opposite almost. So if she's pulling everything, everything's going to the third baseman, think opposite, drive it to the first baseman. See if you can hit the first baseman in the head. Because a lot of times she's not going to hit the first baseman because she's early, but she'll probably meet herself in the middle and ended up driving it up the middle and hitting it hard up the middle. The emphasis needs to be on not just here's where you're going to put it, but put it there hard. Because I can always say, I'm just going to hit it to the shortstop and just throw my hands and my barrel and just kind of just dink it over there. Or I can think about driving it over her head as hard as I possibly can. The results will definitely favor me if I'm focusing on hitting it over her head, especially if I'm trying not to pull it. So the same thing goes for if she's popping up all the time. So if your daughter tends to pop up a lot, which is one of the biggest things I get in my DMs from athletes on Instagram, and parents are asking me too, my daughter's popping up, like, how do I fix it? The best thing is to change your mindset. So a lot of times if she's popping up a lot or even rolling over, she's trying not to do it. Because if she did it her last two at bats, she's just trying not to make that happen. And I don't think I've shared this on the podcast yet, but this is one of my favorite stories that I love telling. And it's the purple elephant story. Some of my athletes listening now are going to be like, oh, here it is again. But if you haven't heard it, this is probably one of my favorite stories of all time. So basically, I want you to think about this. Right next to me, I have a purple elephant friend. His name is Frank. He has little pink hairs coming out of his head and a pink bow tie. And he's huge and he's purple. And his name's Frank. This is my friend, Frank. But I don't want you to think about my purple elephant friend, Frank. Don't think about my purple elephant friend, Frank. Don't think about him. Don't think about him. Naturally, what are you thinking about? The purple elephant. Like, I know you're trying not to think about Frank right now, but that's all you can think about because I've put a full description on him. So basically, athletes think the same way. If they're trying not to pop up or they're trying not to hit the rise ball, the only thing on their mind at that time is the rise ball or popping up. So it's good to think opposite. So like we were saying before, if you're popping up a lot or your daughter's popping up a lot, one of the best things that you can do is to tell her to focus on hitting a hard ground ball through the infield. Not a ground ball that like hits right in front of home plate and just dinks and bounces. No, we want that screamer, that that hard ground ball through the infield, the one that's almost impossible to play because the defender just doesn't have time to field it. So that type of a hard ground ball something that gets through the infield. And and here's the deal why. 
a lot of athletes are like, oh, well, if I'm popping up, then I should focus on a line drive. Well, no, not yet. Because athletes, what we like to do, if we're popping up a lot, we're getting the bottom part of the ball. And if we're getting the bottom part of the ball constantly, we need to train our bodies to do the opposite so that if we work on hitting more down through it, and I say not down to it, but down through it and extend our hands up the middle or at the pitcher's shins and hitting that hard ground ball, that hard ground ball mentality is what leads to line drives. So if your athlete is popping up all the time, don't tell her to hit a line drive because her hands right now are in this cycle of under the ball, under the ball, under the ball. And the difference between a hard ground ball and a hard line drive, it's, it's much easier to attain that than if you're focusing on hitting a line drive, but you're constantly under it, then you're going to find more pop-ups. So it's good to think opposite here. So if your daughter or your athlete is hitting so many pop-ups in a row and she's so annoyed, tell her to hit the hardest ground ball of her life directly up the middle and swing hard. Because like I said, a lot of times athletes will meet themselves in the middle and end up with a line drive. Now, these are things that we can't just throw in games and just say, hey, do this in games. Because our bodies in games, they just want to play. They don't want to think. And the athletes who think too much in games are the ones who fail the most. So in order to not think in games and to just execute what you've been working on, this is where these tactics need to be implemented in your practice. So your practice is where your body is getting used to specific things. So in the cages with my athletes, my athlete's popping up, you know, she hits two pop-ups in a row. I'm like, hey, hit the hardest ground ball of your life. And she is making a mental adjustment in the cage and she makes enough of those adjustments with me and with mom and dad to where in games, she's going to make adjustments between at bats or even between pitches if she's lucky. So putting the work in practice on these things is so important. Do you guys like my purple elephant story? It's one of my favorites and it resonates because that's just like swinging at the rise ball. So, I mean, the older athletes who have to deal with rise balls understand. It's one of the toughest pitches to hit in softball because it starts maybe in the zone, at the top of the zone, and then it ends up like way out. So it's almost, it's merely impossible to hit. And one of the best ways that we can, as hitters, get over it and not swing at it is to focus on something low. So again, I'm focusing on something that's the opposite. So instead of saying, don't swing at the rise ball, I'm going to focus on a low pitch. I'm going to look for a low pitch. And if I am so intently looking for a low pitch and she throws a high one, I'm not even phased at that point. So encourage your athletes who are swinging at, you know, the drop ball, look for something high. If you have an athlete that's swinging too much at the rise ball and she's not even close, tell her to focus on something low. Now, again, we should not be saying this in, in the middle of a game, she's got to be able to say this on her own, but the only way she can say it on her own is if in practice, it's constantly being repeated. Hey, hey, jumping in here real quick inside this episode to ask you one thing. If these points that we're making in this episode are really resonating with you and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to learn more. I have so many more questions about how I can talk to my athlete. I do 15 minute parent and coaches calls. So basically you can sign up for a quick call with me and we can talk about, you know, the specific things your daughter needs help with. And we can execute a plan for you to go coach her to the best of your ability. Now, if you're a listener of this podcast, you are already in pursuit of your athlete being the best version of her. It's pretty clear. And some athletes are even here right now. And one of the best things I feel like you could do for your athlete is to learn more about how you can be better for them. And if there are certain questions that you want to ask me specifically, I do calls like this four nights a week. And I would love to talk to you about how you can help your athlete grow. 
So as of right now, I do 15 minute coaching calls. So basically it's 15 minutes of you ask me the things that you need a little bit of help with and I will help you execute those things so that your daughter can become the best version of her. So if you're interested in this type of work with me, you can head to www.ashleybtraining.com. Don't forget the www part. (laughs) And you can sign up for that session under the train with me tab. You can find that tab inside my website and you can also look at other things like 30 minute virtual one-on-one coaching uh, with me and your athlete. We can hit together from wherever you live. I just met with an athlete from New York a few days ago. So if you can live anywhere, as long as you have a tee, a net, some balls, we can, we can have some fun. I work with someone in Nebraska who her mom's a school teacher and she meets me every week in her gym and it's the most fun thing ever. So if any of these things interest you at all to work with me, head to www.ashleybtraining.com and I would love to work with you and I would love to work with your athlete too. All right, guys, let's head back to the episode. I know I just said constantly being repeated, but it's not our job to correct every single one of our athlete swings. If she pulls one ball, the key is to have her make the adjustment, right? Maybe one time in that session, you can say, hey, you're pulling a lot. Let's work to opposite field. And then all you have to say after that is like, hey, you rolled over three of these. Do something different. And then training her to make adjustments on her own is really the key. So we're not supposed to throw in our two cents every swing. No, make her work through things. Let her work through things. Let her make constant mistakes in the cages. And when she needs you and looks pretty desperate, that's when you can like throw out that cue. Like, hey, you're popping up a lot. You guys, do you notice this? Let's focus on hard ground balls the rest of the day. Let's go. Hard ground ball, hard ground ball. And don't discourage her if she hits a pop-up. Because if she focuses on, you know, hitting a hard ground ball, there might be a couple where she gets under it. And that's okay. But helping her make adjustments is the most important thing. So now this is actually not like opposite, which is, you know, where we've where we've gone with this. Instead of saying, don't swing at the rise ball, we're gonna focus on a low pitch or don't pull it. Well, okay, okay, we're gonna work to opposite field. This one is one of my favorites. If your athlete needs a little bit more of like a focus, you know, like I I like to think of racehorses and they have these blinders on the sides of their eyes to focus on what it is they want to do instead of what's around them. Because if they put too much energy to the left and to the right on things that don't really matter, it's taking away the energy of the focal point. So if your athlete needs a little bit of like a focal point focus and to be a little bit more focused, and you know when she looks focused, when she's dialed in, she's looking at the pitcher like she's about to eat her for breakfast. Like she just is so locked in. Maybe she's got some eye black and just looks fierce. Like that is the most ideal place to be in the box. So if your athlete needs a little bit more focus, one of my favorite things, and I mentioned it slightly before, is the aim small, miss small mentality. So I told you my focus up to bat, you know, when I was feeling good and I just wanted to hit it hard, my job was to literally like hit it straight at the pitcher's face. And I've never hit a pitcher in the face. Can I just say this out loud? Like, don't hate me for this mentality. I've never actually hit a pitcher in the face. I have screamed balls past her and no, we are not trying to hurt pitchers, but the best place you could ever put the ball is right back where it came from as hard as possible. Okay. And yes, I'm sorry to that Penn State pitcher I hit in the shin twice in that one series. Not ideal, but I I was feeling it. Like I felt good. I was literally saying where I was going to put the ball and I was putting it there. And like, that's ideally the best place you could ever be. So if your athlete needs a little bit more focus, 
get really granular on where she's focusing. So like I said before, if she's pulling the ball a lot, hitting it to the third baseman, tell her to hit it at the first baseman as hard as possible. Again, she probably won't hit the first baseman. She'll probably meet herself in the middle and hit it up the middle. But if you have her focus as hard as possible on driving it to that first baseman as hard as she possibly can, things just get simpler. And as athletes, we can't think about a million things in the box. We need to be specific. We need to have a focal point. So for me, it was driving it up the middle. But if I was pulling a lot, it turned to the shortstop. And we have to be very specific. So the aim small, miss small mentality is basically find a place you want to put the ball and put it there as hard as you can. Think of it as like a dartboard. This is where you're trying to put it. You're trying to scream it to the left center gap. Well, if you focus so hard on what a left center gap shot is, as long as you've hit it before, if you can think it, you can do it. And if you've done it before, your body knows how to do it. It's done it before. So it's good to tell yourself exactly what it is that you're you're zoning in on and what you want to execute because then your focus only becomes that. This is a little tip for cage work. Um, when I'm working with athletes in person, I throw behind a screen and it's right now it's an orange screen. And... A lot of my challenges at the end of practice are hit the screen two times in a row. And it's a hard thing to do, especially for those, those righties. Like they got to punch it to opposite field and hit a line drive into it. Sometimes it's not easy. But I can't tell you how big of a difference is when I see athletes stare at that screen like they're going to eat it for breakfast. And their swings, they execute this beautiful swing where their bats on the inside of the ball, they extend through it beautifully, and they might just miss the screen. But it was a freaking good hit. So if we aim small, if we aim to hit that screen in our minds, and I know we don't have screens in games, but if we aim to hit that as hard as possible, we may not hit that exact target, but a good result will probably come from it because you're so focused on it. Now, athletes that struggle with this this activity are the ones who are trying not to miss it or just trying to hit the screen itself. I mean, the screen is kind of big. I mean, it's bigger than me, obviously, and I'm almost six foot tall and it's pretty wide. So they're trying to hit the screen, but the athletes who zone in on a specific part of the screen, like the tiny little box of the net, they find that spot and they try to hit it. Well, the odds of them hitting that spot are like relatively zero, but if they hit just outside of that, they're still hitting the screen and they're still hitting it hard to that spot. So if your athlete is struggling with executing and having focus, these are some great practices and drills that you can do to also add pressure. Sometimes I have athletes who take, they take 30, 40 swings before they execute this. And it might be that way for your athlete. But the good news is it won't be that bad the next time they do it. Because you don't leave the cage until they've executed it. Because when they do execute it, and it was really tough, they feel like a million bucks because they worked hard for that. And we need to remind her what it is that made that happen. What did you focus on? Oh, I focused focused on that tiny little part of the screen, and then I tried to hit it as hard as I could there. And then when I did it once, I remembered what that felt like, and I just tried to do it again. These are the ways your athletes can start thinking for themselves but they can't start thinking for themselves unless they've been introduced to these things. So I hope you find value in this conversation. This was probably one of the, one of the biggest conversations. It wasn't even a conversation. I wasn't talking to anybody but me, (laughs) but I do have you in mind, but this is a conversation that is a must have with your athlete. Tell her how to think. 
tell her if she's pulling the ball, hey, work opposite field, hit it to that first baseman as hard as you can. If you're popping up a lot, work on a hard ground ball. Instead of saying don't swing at the rise ball, focus on something low. Make that your game plan. And if she needs to be more specific on what it is she's focusing on, have her focus on a target and have her hit it there as hard as possible. Again, these things can be taken into defense. If your athlete is saying, don't hit it to me, don't hit it to me because she just committed an error, well, guess what? She's going to have an error the next time a ball is hit to her, unless she's lucky. You have to want the ball in order to be a great player. You have to want it. And if you're ever saying, don't don't hit it to me, don't hit it to me, well, guess what? The ball's going to find you. It's just like the purple elephant story. If you're trying not to let the ball go to you, and it's going to come to you, and you'll be surprised. Are you kidding? You can't be surprised. That's how the game works. Respect the game enough and know what you want and focus on the things that you can do. Again, it could be defense. If you're saying don't hit it to my backhand, guess what? You're going to get a backhand that game. It's just how it works. If you don't get it that game, you'll get it the next game. So instead of saying don't give me the backhand, say give me the backhand. Give it to me. If you made an error on it, learn from that mistake and say give it to me again. It's not going to happen again. Now, again, these thoughts have to be trained. Gamers, they don't happen by being born. They, ha- they happen with practice. So help your athlete talk to herself in a positive light and she will get positive results. Thanks for tuning in this week to When the Cleats Come Off. I'm so excited for you guys to meet my next guest next week. If you love this podcast, the best thing you can do to help it grow is to leave a review, download, subscribe. Subscribe's a big one. To whatever platform you listen on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And one thing that I love when I listen to a great podcast and I'm like, holy smokes, I just thought of this person. I love sending that podcast to a person that I'm like, oh my gosh, my daughter, or I can't say my daughter, I don't have a daughter, but like, oh my gosh, my friend needs this in her life. I'm going to send it to her right now. She's going through this exact same thing. Or maybe it's just a buddy that you just really care about and you feel like can learn a ton from this or a team or, you know, whoever it is that you think of during this podcast. It's so good to be selfless. It's so good to grow the game. And the best way you can do it is just share it with a friend. So please, if you found value in this, please share this episode with a friend. I can't wait to see who listens next week to my special guest. Thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to see you guys same time, same place next week. See you later.